baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Now, order up every Friday from 5 to 6 on the Todd Feinberg Show, served by Carbone's Hospitality. Liberty, freedom, and food. Order up! Call us at 860-522-9842. How about that? Here we go again. Another order up. We talk food, fun, cooking, dining, recipes, all kinds of stuff having to do with food. What floats your boats on uh, certain topics having to do with food? And we are happy to have our new sponsor, Carbones, as the billboard for the show. That's pretty awesome. Thank you, folks. Now... We threw a bunch of ideas out there, Anthony, and I think the lead idea that you were pushing is the idea of discussing. He's not paying attention. He's answering phones. Right off the top, he's answering phones. What's that, sir? I wanted to talk to you about your idea about fruit so you could describe, because you wanted to do a garden-related thing, and then we somehow transferred from that over to fruit, right? Yes. Explain. Produce just means a lot uh, to me, generally, but especially in the summer. I haven't grown anything here, but I did a lot at home. And, you know, whatever is in season, I feel like people gravitate toward. But at the same time, whatever is your favorite doesn't have to be totally, you know, the peak time for whatever you choose or talk about. In what way are you talking about? Do you have a particular thing in mind or just... Yeah, for me, I'll, I'll say like particularly... I love corn this time of year. Just corn on the cob is just the best thing to have with dinner. Uh, All I right, love so we're it doing so produce in general. That's yeah. a general topic. And yeah, corn is corn is amazing, especially if it's well. Actually, this is open to debate, like everything is. Some people like crisp corn. Some people don't mind if it gets mushy and. Um, and gross in my mind. Oh, no, I want it crisp, yeah. Nice crisp? and crispy and juicy. Yep. Small kernels or big kernels? Do you have a preference? Uh, I don't know. I feel like they're typically pretty normally sized when you get them from the farm. I guess they're smaller. I like them smaller. No, you have to have a feeling on this. You've got to, <laughs> got to feel strongly on that. You can't... Uh, okay. You can't be wishy-washy on kernel size. That's I've never thought about kernel size. We were ha- <laughs> we brought right lunch now. over to my mother last weekend, Sunday I think it was, and we brought corn. And I put it on the table. She said, give me one. I need one with the thick kernels. I like the thick kernels. I don't know. <laughs> really? Where did this come from? Like you won't eat the, the fine ones that are crisp and, and sweet? We're going That's to the funny. BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. We'll talk more food. And we've got other questions to go in on this. In case uh, produce isn't your thing, Mark Christopher, for example, he's somebody who doesn't go near anything that's good for him. Hey, Mark. What? (laughs) Now, that's not true. 
Really? I, oh yeah, I love I love my a great salad in the summer. Are you kidding? Oh good. Yeah, yeah right absolutely. out of the garden. It's so delicious. Oh my god, tomatoes especially. I mean, tomatoes in the winter are like what? But when you pick it right off the vine, that's good stuff. Good eating in the in the corn this year. From our local stand is just Isn't been it great? incredible. Yeah, it's been really good this year. Now, order up. Every Friday from 5 to 6 on the Todd Feinberg Show. Served by Carbone's Hospitality. From chicken parm to guilty pleasures, it's... Order up! Call us at 860-522-9842. Yeah. So our main topic is produce. What's the? I don't. I. You know, Anthony was thinking gardens when he came up with this topic. What inspires you out of your soil? That's the idea. I believe eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Side topic. What is the best craft beer? I like that question. The best craft beer. I love all that crowd noise in the background there. Uh, I, I'm imagining I'm in front of a live studio audience. Juan is generally hey, our first you? call. Are you in Hershey, Pennsylvania? Is that why it says that on my screen? I, I put in my name in online. Okay. What's that, Juan? Okay. I'm, I'm sitting right now at this beautiful brewery, Iron Hill Brewery, in uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, right next to the park. We're about to get our table. We're probably going to get probably, uh, some unbelievably brewed beer. I can yep. see where they make it. Their their kitchen is open. It's a beautiful place. I can smell the food. It smells great. Yeah, I really like it there. Oh, yeah. you know yeah. this place. I recommended it. I recommended it to of you. All right. There's a Primanti. Oh, there's a. This is a pretty hip place. It's like a downtown West. It's like a West Hartford steroids. A lot more space. Yeah, we got fans now in Hershey. Like all that area is all fancy. They got the park right there. You got soccer over there. He's one of the managers. We just walked right into the place and just trying to get ourselves a table. So. Yeah. All right, you go get yourself a meal. Report back to us, Juan. Both of you. I'm talking to all of you. Listen, corn. The best corn we, we, we can get is the, the, the native corn. The native corn. The native corn. The native yep. corn is not made anymore because it, do, it doesn't look pretty, doesn't line up. It doesn't, you know, like what we buy is, is Spotify, it's genetic. It's made by human beings. Oh, you're saying you like the colored farm. things? The, the colored corn? Young farm, okay? Yeah, it's all colored corn. It didn't care if it was brown, if it was purple, if it was blue. It mm-hmm. was corn. Corn was just whatever which way it grew, you know, in the old days. So you go to Young's farm up in East Granby, or Granby, and you get the best corn that you ever imagine. They cultivate themselves. They heirloom seeds. It, it, everything they do, they do it that way. That's so, you know, I'm glad you talked about corn because it just promotes vegetables, you know, and all over Connecticut. We grow great vegetables. And, you know, we got to take advantage of that. Well, thank you for giving us the live report from the brewery one. Have a good time and have a good meal. Thank you. Good to hear from you. That's one always passionate about his food intake and always flying somewhere. He's the jet setter. Of the show. <laughs> he has a concert with his family, and they're in Hershey. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. So 
We're talking produce, what turns you on in the summer coming out of the garden, and the best craft beer. Mark in West Hartford. Hi, Mark. Hey, the Italian long hots are out now. So those are um, similar to the pepper you might see hanging off of, of, uh, mm-hmm. of, a, of a hairy-chested Italian. You know how they, you see the pepper? So the, the Italian long hots, the, the, it, this is the greatest plate ever. This is the time of year I'll do it. I'll take <laughs> the long hots. I'll slice them down the middle. I'll leave the seeds in because I, like I like them hot. Okay. I'll put a anchovy, a fillet of anchovy down the middle. I drizzle it with olive oil, close it up as best as I can. I'll put it on the grill until they char up. And then on my plate on the table, I'll have a big hunk of Stella Italian table cheese. And then I'll have a super sada, usually sweet, because I already got something hot. And the best bread in Connecticut, New England, is San Remo bread. If you go to a specialty Italian market like D&D, it's made by the Mata family. They used to have a bakery with all the goods, cookies, cannoli, all that. All they do now, the bread is so popular, they shut everything down. That's all they do is bake bread, and it's the best. And that's the greatest plate. So the Italian Red Hots are out now. Most of them are green. You'll see some. They got some red, too. Um, so just to be clear here, you don't, you don't stuff them with anything but an anchovy because you an leave the season? Filet, but you got to take it easy. So, you know, some of them are long enough where you'll put one filet all the way down. The, you know, one will be good enough. But then two, don't layer it up. The anchovies will be too salty. Did you ever have the shooters with, uh, like, sharp, sharp provolone and, and prosciutto in there? Oh, yeah, I've yeah. seen that, yeah, yeah. But I just like, I like it. This is old school Italian. It's something I grew up with. It never gets old, and it never will get old. And that's the way they ate. It's simple. You know, they always, I think maybe some pay a topic where, whether it's an, a, an appetizer or a dinner, five ingredients or less. And I bet you, I bet you most of the calls coming into your show will be, it's, it's, most of them will be some somewhere with Italian and um Mediterranean food. You don't need a lot of ingredients. No, like it's about letting the food snack. speak for itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you, Mark. Hey, as far as Wando, let's keep the fight up so he doesn't have to fly out of Tweed. Let's keep him in Hartford. Well, that's not a I'm bad idea. I'm worried about him. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good weekend. You too, Mark. Thank you. 860 Mike in Plainville. Hi, Mike. One thing I'm grateful for is I never gave you any live reports from the brewery. Well, I'm grateful as well. That makes two of us. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't engage in that type of behavior anymore, but I could have made it to Hollywood. Well, thank you for uh, having I, gone straight. <laughs> I was going to say, are you talking desserts at all? Um, go ahead. Have at it. Carvel ice cream, soft serve. Get the biggest bowl you can in the kitchen. Dice up some uh, watermelon, mm-hmm. melon, musk melon, bananas. And let it put it in the freezer for uh, standing 15 minutes, and let me know uh, if you like it or not. It's a it's a it's a no lose uh, situation. I right, run through that recipe again. Soft ice cream. Saucer vanilla, Carvel preferably. Cut up some watermelon, uh, musk melon, bananas, uh, grapes if you like. I can't handle the grapes, so I don't put any grapes in it. But you could put anything you want in there as far as fruit. I think you'll like it. It makes a great dessert. Okay.
Well, thank you for sharing that, Mike. Yes, sir. Have a good weekend. Nice to hear from you. 860-522-9842. Let's try Gene and Harwinton. Hello, Gene. Todd Feinberg, good afternoon. Yes, sir, Mr. Gene. How are you today? Well, how, how bad can it be talking about food? <laughs> Tell me about it. I, I was just reminiscing a little bit as you were talking. As a, as a young fella, I grew up, my father was a big gardener. He loved to have big gardens. And we ate out of the garden all summer. Every night of the week, my mother went out there and picked mm-hmm. out of the garden, and we had our supper. You know, she cooked other things, but it was big out of the garden. She prepared um, one of our things we had was we had cucumbers, and she sliced them very thin, and in a bowl, she would put the cucumbers and a little bit of heavy cream, mm-hmm. and then a dash of vinegar and a little salt and pepper. Ooh, that sounds really good. It was delicious. We had that almost every night. And then she raised, we had fresh beets every night almost. She would make pickled beets with a little vinegar, a little sugar, a little salt and pepper on them too. We ate them raw. So you uh, you were cultivated on on uh, fresh food. Every night of our lives, we ate out of the garden. Well, during the nice weather. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right. we we raised two or three kinds of squash. We grew four acres of corn. We had a farm stand, and we sold corn, and we ate, we ate corn every night. Gene, who would have guessed this about you? No, that's how I grew up. Back in them days, see, my parents grew up in the Depression, and yep. they knew how to squeeze a nickel. Yes. Those were different times. Thank you, Gene. Have a great weekend. 860 This is Order Up. It's our last hour of the week, so we try to get you launched in terms of your dining for the weekend or your cooking, whatever it is. We want to get you inspired food-wise. And the question for today is, what's your favorite produce? With a secondary question of the best craft beer. Craft beer is a huge thing now. All kinds of restaurants devoted to it. All kinds of small breweries devoted to it. One of the ways the world of food keeps changing, which is really important. Yes, Anthony, what are you mulling over there with that serious look on your face? Well, there's a lot of like gastropubs now too, which it's uh, it tries to be like a craft homemade kitchen, and then a selection of specific uh, curated beers so, or so drinks. So, but do they make their own beer there, or they're they're trying to Sometimes. match the two things, like the the food that they're doing? It's more of a matching thing, but they and can they sometimes good, brew. Yeah. Okay. I like that idea. I didn't realize that that. That's what a gastro pub. I, I thought it was just about the food, not so. But they they're serious about the craft beers as well. Yeah, it's kind of like you know. I guess it's in a way similar to how people pair wines with foods. It's right. kind of you know. It's not to that level, but it's a similar idea. Makes sense. I love all the changes going on in food in this country. Seth and Glastonbury. Hi, Seth. Hey, Todd. How you doing? Well, um, depends on what you're going to add to the conversation here. This is the key moment. Yeah, I heard um, Anthony is talking about corn, and mm-hmm. I wanted to give him a recommendation. Um, Goot 
family farm stand in Glastonbury. It's on 155 Addison Road, and that is the best corn in Glastonbury. I can't speak for other towns, but if Anthony wants some killer corn, um, hit the Goot Family Farm stand. How do you spell that name? G-U-T-T. G-U-T-T. Goot Family. Goot. Yep. Glass Dunberry. The best corn in Glastonbury. Anthony will not be disappointed. What makes it so good? I think it's the soil. There's something about that farm stand, and you talk to the locals here, that is the best corn in this town. Ooh, on their Facebook page, they've got some fine-looking greens, I'll tell you. Yes, they are awesome. Good. Well, thank you for sharing that. You're going to have some this weekend? I absolutely support your local farmers. There you go. Thank you, Seth. Have a great weekend, Todd. You too. Good to hear from you. How about that? You were right about this topic. Anthony and I have these debates about the topic that we're going to drive each week on on Order Up. And, and uh, he said he wanted to do produce. And I said, produce? How do we make that into a thing? <laughs> but he said people love produce. And it's true. It's an amazing thing. If you have a garden and you can be uh, grabbing stuff out of the garden and running it into the house, the way Gene was talking about his childhood, that's a beautiful... That food is just so good. It's yeah. so different having something fresh out of the garden compared to not so fresh out of the store. Well, that, that I mean, that's kind of the feeling. And even when Gene was going through, I had so many, when I was growing up, different kind of things. Like uh, we would get white string beans at local farms in Pennsylvania. And then my grandmother and uh, kind of my whole mom's family would make these like cream beans. And they put kind of like sour cream, some dill salt pepper a little bit of vinegar so it kind of reminded me of what he did with the cucumbers and you know there's just so many different little things that people do throughout the years or i guess throughout the seasons Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know there's so many things we do i feel like we don't even think about it um especially growing up so hi who's this you're on the air Uh, tom from ken's hello tom hey you know i have a funny story about a garden i had one grapevine growing in my little garden i got a small garden Okay. And I've been cultivating it, feeding it, and everything. I had about 20, 30 grape clusters ready to go almost. I come home, I go away for three days, I come back. The chipmunks got every single grape. Wow. They're Those are some big... lucky chipmunks, huh? Yeah, they're, they're sitting on their back with their bellies sticking home. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have to protect the, the stuff when you uh, are leaving it alone? I guess so. I never had to before, but the chipmunks got wise to what I was doing, I guess. Maybe because you but weren't it, around. It's just kind of comical. Well, I, the other day, when I went home after being away for a few days, I had to go outside for a minute, and there's a huge, giant red-tailed hawk sitting on my peak of my roof. Uh-huh. And he was probably eyeballing these guys the whole time. I'm like, where you been? Where you been? <laughs> yes, that's right. How about a little action and, next time? Yeah, so it's just kind of funny. Anyway, great show as always. Thanks. Tom, thank you. Good to hear from you. Have a great weekend. 860-522-9842. Now, order up. Every Friday from 5 to 6 on the Todd Feinberg Show. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Served by Carbone's Hospitality. And now, every Friday from 5 to 6 on the Todd Feinberg Show. WTIC, thanks for being here. We are talking produce. It is that season where you get to enjoy the bounty from your gardening labors. And everybody loves this topic, which uh, surprises me. I thought the craft beer would be the more popular of the topics, and uh, people love their gardens, though. This is awesome. Neil calling from Bristol. Hey, Neil. Hey, Todd. Um, I work in the produce department at a big grocery store. Really? What do you do? Are you in charge um, of spraying the uh, the water, or do you have customers? A... No, the customers, yeah, <laughs> cleaning them um, off, keeping them moist. I am fascinated by the summer season, watching the progression from spring into summer, and everybody is crazy about the produce. Yeah, I mean they're they're just compared to like the fall and the winter, but they're crazy. They love their strawberries. They're all over bananas every day, but strawberries and the corn. When the corn comes in, it starts from the yeah. Florida and Georgia region, and then North Carolina. You see it coming up, and before mm-hmm. you know it, we got Connecticut and Massachusetts corn, and it's just it's fun. It's fun watching these people go crazy, and they're finding the perfect peach and the. They dig through the, oh, I found it. <laughs> it's just are you of the opinion that the uh, the peaches are amazing this year? They are very good. The peaches and nectarines are, yeah, really good this year. Because my yeah. wife's been having them all the time, and she just can't get over how good they are this yeah, year. I've got a few customers who have to come in every other day and, and grab bunches. So, but, um, You know, I think a big part of that excitement is, like, you mentioned the strawberries. The strawberries, it's the first time. The last few weeks they started tasting like strawberries for the first. I felt like it was the worst year for strawberries, and then suddenly there they are was, full of flavor. It was tough in the beginning because you were getting, you know, that stuff from, you know, Florida and California, which are okay, but they're not what we get here and then find they're coming in like like they're on steroids they're just yeah. amazing they're huge and i bought a bunch and yes you're absolutely correct now they taste like strawberries yes but yeah buy, buy local you know i i i love that who talked about the uh, goot farm in glastonbury i lived right across the street from there and frequented it many times for a long time my recommendation that i don't live there anymore is, is uh, anderson farms and old weather strip just amazing but anyway Enjoy your produce. A great topic. Thank you, Tim. Neil, thank you so much. Nice to hear from you. One leg, Greg, calling from South Carolina. Hey, Greg. Hey, Todd. I just wanted to kind of toss it up a little bit. Um, now living in the South, you, everything is fried, you know? They'd mm-hmm. fry a boot down here, and it probably tastes good. Um, fried green tomatoes with fresh moths and good balsamic and maybe a little... Uh, pepper jam in it it's pretty good uh or i've done 
fried eggplant with fresh moths layered up uh, three pieces of eggplant and each layer has uh, uh, fresh moths and then good balsamic with it and it's just amazing. Well, I'm glad you're excited by this too and and, um, South Carolina must be a whole different food scene all around, huh? It's tough to get good. Believe it or not, it's tough to get good produce here. Tomatoes don't ripen like up north, where you can leave them on the vine a long time. If oh, they're left on it's the too hot there. Time, well, it, what happens is they get moisture. You know, they get the moisture, and when we're on the vine for a long time, the sun splits them because the sun is so strong. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, Greg, thank you for that. We're off to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark Christopher watching the roads for us. Marcus, how those roads, they bacon in the sun? Yeah, they they are. Um, uh, that gentleman that called a couple of minutes ago from Glastonbury, he said Anderson mm-hmm. Farm in Wetherseal, and that's where I get my corn. The butter and sugar there is amazing. Ooh, right I in like old it. Wetherseal, exit 26 off I-91 if you're in that area. Uh, stop by Anderson Farm. Uh, they, uh, I think they close in a couple minutes, but uh, that's amazing corn. If you ever have a chance to go to an old Wethersfield, pick that up. Now, order up. Every Friday from 5 to 6 on the Todd Feinberg Show. Served by Carbone's Hospitality. Liberty, freedom, and food. Order up! Call us at 860-522-9842. And a good afternoon to you. This is Order Up. It is our ode to food and the weekend, I guess, because the two things go together. You know, you get to indulge yourself. A lot of people are driving right now to go out to eat, listening to us and getting inspired about what they want to have or where they want to go, stuff like that. And we're talking today about produce and your love of gardening or the garden or the food that comes out of it. And what are your favorite things this time of year? 860-522-9842. Plus, we're talking craft beer, which is a big thing, but everybody's so swept away by the topic of produce, they're not talking craft beer. What's with that, Anthony? Are you surprised? I guess a little. I don't know. I guess it's... A bit out of our age range. I feel like most of our listeners probably drink a, a domestic people, beer. But people, I'm, I see people of all ages going in and, and being psyched for, because, you know, people like good beer. Beer drinkers want. Yeah, and it's kind of like a hobby, too. It's it's like a, you know, you get to try new things, see what's different, uh, go to a different brewery that you've never had before. I don't know. It's kind of like a communal thing almost as well. Karen's calling from Southington. Hello there, Karen. Hi, Todd. Uh, while I grow my own tomatoes and herbs, I do not grow peppers. I just came back from the store because I found a recipe on the Food Network magazine that I received. And it was for, basically, it's like pickled peppers. So you use red and yellow and then a couple of hot peppers and Mm -hmm. you first put them on the grill so you char them you put them in a bowl you cover them up with wrap so then you can easily take a knife and uh, scrape the skin off Mm -hmm. and then you cut the seeds out 
and it's basically like a pickling fluid uh, liquid with some oil and apple cider vinegar and fresh garlic. And I've never tried it before, but I'm looking forward to it. But I was very inspired because I'm planning to cook on the grill tomorrow night. And I said, oh, I'll just put the peppers on the grill to um, actually char them. And what got you excited about this? Is it a, uh, since you don't grow the peppers, I'm wondering why you don't. I don't grow the peppers, but um, peppers, well, I live in a condo, so it's not really conducive to growing. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I grow tomatoes and things, but. To grow peppers in a actual pot is not the easiest thing to do, um, unless they're small, like jalapenos or something, which I've done. But um, I just made some pickles this week with some uh, cucumbers, so I saw this other recipe that was basically like pickled peppers, uh, and uh, I was inspired to try it. So I just came back from the store with uh, the ingredients I needed so I can try that tomorrow. Anthony, you have any pickling uh, recommendations for Karen? Because since you know everything about all food, <laughs> that's something I'm actually not an expert on. I, I feel like uh, I I have made things like a coleslaw and stuff like that, but never nothing that I've pickled. So I well, there's really there's really not a big um, secret to pickle. I mean, a lot of um, recipes call for actual like uh, pickling. Spices, like there's a special pickling herb that spice that you can buy to put in your pickling liquid. But I always find recipes that don't require that actual pickling spice. And if you just use your crushed tomatoes and garlic and onions and all of that, you can achieve the same result. And it's really the simplest thing to do. I, I urge you to look up a recipe online and do your own cucumbers and peppers and everything else that kind of requires a pickling type of liquid, including coleslaw, Anthony. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll try that out for sure. Thank you. Karen, okay. thank you so much. Thank you. All righty. Enjoy your pickled peppers. The, um, I don't buy that, that it's simple. I mean, I understand the concept simple, and it can be simple, but all things having to do with food have their complexities, do they not? Well, that's so, something I'm sure you can, like, go crazy over tweaking, you know? If yeah. you add a little bit more of this or a little less vinegar or et cetera, et cetera. So, well, just think about pickles and how different they are. Yeah. Yeah, like a kosher dill or a bread and butter. So different. It's like a completely different experience. Yeah, I think the, the dills are the only ones I like. I, I don't like the little cornichons. I don't like anything. I don't want it sweet. I want that vinegar flavor. I know what she's talking about, though, because, like, whether... I like kimchi a lot, and, and that is pickled. And mm -hmm. also, when I used to work at the uh, Chinese restaurant in, in Philly, I, I loved getting cucumbers, and they would put a kind of ginger chili oil rub that was pickled all over the, <laughs> the outer. Just so they'd throw them in a bowl and cover them and serve them, and that was amazing. I love that, too. But what were you going to say about the kimchi? Like, there's something standard about the kimchi. You don't think that takes uh, no? There's nothing talent it, to make. I I think it takes talent. Yeah, I mean, you, it's definitely a a meticulous process. You have to follow it according to plan, or it will be ruined. I guess it's similar to baking. I feel like making something like kimchi because if you do it wrong, it, it will turn out terribly. because it's a chemistry experiment. Yeah, basically. essentially, yeah. 
I'm interested in the kimchi because I, um, a friend of ours is an Italian chef. He he got us into it, and well, he he introduced us to it, and I, I love it. Uh, but he introduced us to it with a, a jar of it that costs ten dollars. You know, that's that's um, made in an artisanal kind of place, and and I've tried cheaper ones because ten bucks for a jar of kimchi seems like a lot, but. It's so much better than anything else I've tasted. <laughs> he, You're just he started spoiled. me off with the premium. Yes, he ruined me right off the bat. It's like the top tier caviar. Exactly. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Plus, it's really spicy. It's got, it's got a nice peppery thing going on, which I like a lot. I like peppers more. The older I get, the more I like hot stuff. I wonder if it's, um, if you're less sensitive to it as you get older (laughs) i think so i mean i remember being younger the first time i tried buffalo wings because everyone liked them and i tried to fit in and eat them no no, i was probably in like fifth shocked yeah i was probably like fifth or sixth grade and oh my gosh yeah i was horrified and i i ate it but i was not happy uh but i don't know it didn't really take me that long to adjust to hot food i feel like ever since i was in high school i was eating decently hot food maybe not that crazy until college but so if you were, since you um, you thought of doing this produce topic today, Anthony, if you were planting a garden and could only put one thing into the garden, what would it be? In other words. That's tough, but I'd probably have to do tomatoes. I was going to yes. say peppers, but tomatoes are just way more practical. And because you make so many sauces and stuff. Yeah. I would use it way more. That's probably what I'd use the most, or tomatoes. I'm surprised that we haven't gotten we haven't Mark gave us the Italian perspective because he's got that background, but he's I think the only one who's talked to us uh, from that direction, you know, from the um, Italian upbringing direction, and how obsessive Italians are with with food and and fresh food because everybody who grew up in an Italian household I think had a connection to. Um, the fresh garden stuff and also the uh, obsessive pleasure that focusing on food all the time gives. I can't even begin to think of what would substitute. You know, it's just like the best thing to be, to have that love of food and to have it tied to the garden and all that freshness and those robust flavors. I love how you have that as a part of your life, Anthony. I know it's split. I know you've got the uh, Polish thing and the Italian thing, but I relate to the Italian side of it since um, since my adopted culture is Italian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think generally it doesn't matter what culture you are. Having a garden just gives you kind of an appreciation. You know, it gives you that time and effort you have to put into it for it to succeed and, and give you what you want out of it. And then just being able to enjoy it and have dinner and you don't have to go to the store to get your produce. It's just sitting right there when you get home. And yeah, but I've never done the gardening. But I totally identify with that pleasure of fresh food coming out of the garden. Rosalie plants things. And, and then our friend Russ, who we have dinner with a fair amount, um, he's always he makes a big garden. And he's always uh, running out right when it's time to have dinner. Right when his wife has the dinner ready, he that's when he has to go out to the garden to get the food. It's like a part of a ritual 
and the food is amazing. The, the, the fresh produce is just so different from eating something that is uh, store-bought, you know? I mean, farm stands will do this, and, and farm stands are picking stuff off their fields and bringing it right in, you know, instantly out of the field and, and uh, into the farm stand. But uh, supermarkets tend not to focus enough on freshness, I think. And, and for example, the corn, you'll go into a supermarket and you'll see the corn with the uh, turning brown on the, on the shelves. I, n- I never understand why they're not doing a deal with a local farm stand, even if, even if it's a chain. Who cares if it's a chain? Can't they get corn locally and make sure it's fresh? It can't be that hard. I, I don't get that. 860-522-9842. Pete, East Hartford. Hello, Pete. Hey, good afternoon, Todd. Uh, I'll be really quick, put something out there. The main question here, I don't know if it's, if it's a sign of getting old. I mean, we love our food. Food is like, wow, okay? Yep. Love it, love it, love it, okay? But here's the thing. When food, food used to be, when I was younger, food was number two, sex was number one. Now food is number one. So what does that mean? I'm getting older? Well, I, I would assume so. There you go. I don't know. I, <laughs> you don't I, think? I, I, might, I might put food number one, too, and I'm a lot younger than him. What do you, what do you think, Anthony? It depends on the woman, right? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Hey, have a good day, bud. You Thank too. you so much. Good to talk with you, Pete. <laughs> Pete was uh, titillated just by the idea of call- calling up and saying that. <laughs> he said he had a question. I thought it was going to be politics, but I'm happy it was that. Yes, much better, much better. But, you know, he raises a good issue that um, food is about as vital as uh, anything in the world to us. It's as vital to daily life. That's one of the things when you go to Italy. Anthony hasn't been yet, but when he gets to Italy and has a chance to bond with his peeps in Italy. He will uh, be amazed at how, how much they obsess every day, if they still do this. I've, I haven't been there in a long time. But one of the things that impressed me about Italians is the way they'll have a conversation each day about, you know, they plan the day around food. Who's going to pick up which ingredients where, and where do you get the best? It's the best. They, they, they're fixated on that. And, and that seems to me the right way to approach life because, um, you know, food is, food is just sustenance and it's inspiring when it's done well and it's inspiring when it's good. And finding that best egg or that best tomato or that best whatever it is really makes a big difference. Well, how about like a fresh Capri salad, you know, mm. just tomato, salt, pepper, basil, olive oil, mozzarella, that's it. Nothing else. Well, so you're you're uh, suggesting the Italian focus on on having the good ingredients and then letting the good ingredients define the meal. Yeah, like you don't get in the way of the great ingredients. I feel like sometimes we try to do too much. I guess lately it's been trending less that way. I think America is kind of figuring out food a little bit. Seems like everyone is becoming more cognizant oh, yeah. of you know whether it's fast food everyone would rather go to chipotle now than mcdonald's uh for yes, the most it's definitely part. getting more sophisticated everyone talks about fresh all these restaurants all they that's mm-hmm. what they emphasize is fresh and people care about it so yeah that whole farm to table thing mm-hmm. supply chains trying to get it from close instead of having it flown in from halfway around the country i mean part of that you know some people are into that because of the 
because they're thinking about why waste all that all that rocket fuel in, in flying something across the country when it could be grown down the street. But more importantly, if it's grown down the street, you can get it before it's lost that that peak flavor and freshness and, and delightfulness. So thanks to Carbones for being the sponsor of, um, of Order Up, for being the lead sponsor, and, and that's an awesome thing. As the show develops and we find new ways to make it uh, impactful and entertaining, it's nice to have them aboard. So everybody, if you're looking for a place to go out to eat this weekend, Carbones is a place to do it. And have yourself a good weekend, a good food weekend. And make sure you think about these things. Think about the freshness that we're discussing today as you're, uh, as you're going out. And think about your farm stands and all those local businesses you want to support. Anthony, thanks for the idea for this topic. It's a good one. It worked out well. Anytime. And have yourself a good food weekend. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.